that I have had a shave for this I've episode. Seen that, yeah. We're kind of beard buddies now. I was thinking that. I was thinking the more we hang out together, the more I start looking like you. Um, You're going to have so your period I, at the same time soon. <laughs> synchronized. <laughs> uh, Don't put that in at the start. Happy New Year, Mitch. Happy New Year, man. What's going on? Ah, all good, all good. Um, looking forward to catching up today proper. First time this year? Absolutely, mate. Uh, good to be back in front of the microphone and, uh, yeah, seeing what's going on in the whiskey world. So how's your Christmas and New Year, mate? Mate, brilliant. Really, really good. Um, what did we do? Drank whiskey. Sat in a hot tub. It got quite cold at some point. Um, but I had wait, a really, wait, wait. really nice time. A hot tub? Where, where were you that had a hot tub? Got one here. You got a hot tub in your house? Not in my house, out the back. What? When did you get that? Why have I never been invited round to your hot tub? Um, I like to keep things either professional or, you know, personal. And um, you and I are very professional. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm amazing in a hot tub, though. The only thing about a hot <laughs> sure tub is yeah. I, never, I never wear trunks. never wear Speedos. No, I, I sometimes, no. I'll sometimes walk up to the hot tub with my Speedos on, but then they always have to come off before I, I jump in. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I like that. It's very liberal of you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, happy new year and welcome to the very first episode of Not Another Podcast in 2022. Yes, indeed. And what's well, let's talk about what's going to be uh, what's what's new for for this year for the podcast as new for this year. Well, mate, we're going to do 50 episodes this 50 year. 50 episodes, people. Get ready. Hold everything down. Get your whiskey glasses warmed up. We're going to hit you with 50 episodes. Can you believe that? Yeah, and I think it's cool because the format is this. Um, every second week, we will do a normal podcast where we hit some news up, we taste some whiskeys, we talk about something that we're interested in, in and around whiskey, we bring some guests in and things like that. And then in between those weeks, what we'll do is we'll invite one person in for a 30 minutes with and that's pretty much just an unedited conversation with someone from whiskey, a writer, a distiller, a brand ambassador, those types of people. And we'll have a chat with them. And, and that's how we're going to do it. Yep. The other cool thing is we've got some new sound effects. So this is the one for Daz's bad jokes. Which I, I, that's that's going to be used a lot. I think it's just Daz's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Brought the, and, uh, when you say we, um, I don't use sound effects. These are Mitch's. It, it's, it's all, all on me. you. It's all me because yeah. I'm, I'm the gadget guy. Daz is, Daz is not renowned for his technical skills. Or well, you have got better though, mate. Since, I've, since Thanks, mate. I, I'd say in the last year, your technical skills have have definitely improved. Um, so this one is for you, mate. I, I got this one because I know you love your pirates. Arr! There you go. Look at that. That's a good one. And this is possibly my favourite one. I don't know when we're going to ever use this, but I think we should use it as often as possible. Son of a biscuit eater. Mm, very good. <laughs> so new sound effects are all loaded in. But the other cool thing that we are going to do is we're going to take this on the road, guys. And I think we mentioned this maybe in the one of the last episodes, but we do have a plan to do two Not Another Whiskey podcasts live. Um, we're not sure where they're going to be yet. We're thinking one of them's maybe going to be in Edinburgh, uh, and then maybe another one at a whiskey festival, maybe Speyside Whiskey Festival, 
or Isla Whiskey Festival. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But the plan is to get you guys along in person. You can shout abuse at us. We can get you guys up on the microphones, get you involved in the show, and obviously pour some whiskey down your necks. It should be fun. It's going to be a good year, mate. I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. And within that, there are going to be some absolutely delicious whiskies. Now, um, going back to our last episode with Charlie McLean, the the, mm-hmm. uh, the episode that we finished the year on, which I, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, what whiskey did you give Santa? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Did you know? I gave I gave Santa. Uh, I didn't actually follow Charlie's guidance. He said Santa drinks sherry, and I like that. Um, I gave him a massive Loch Lomond twelve year old. See, you, yeah, but you're all right. You've got kids that believe in Santa still. Remember, I've got a teenager. She's like, whatever, man. I thought you were going to ask the other question about did I take uh, Charlie's advice over New Year and pace myself? Did you? No. <laughs> I so, did. Uh, I'll, tell you, well, I'll tell you a funny story, right? So my New Year consisted of, well, we had to go up to, to Speyside and do like an up there and down because we got a last minute booking. So we had to go up and change the house over and do all that. So that is, when you do that, it's basically six hours of driving, right, up there and back. Four hours to get the house ready. So we did that. I came back, and then we had a house party to go to. And I'm like, all right, it's been a big day. I'm pretty tired. So Craig Holmes, our Welsh whiskey friend, who you remember a couple of episodes back, mm-hmm. Craig told me about this thing called a, a shatty mat, which I've been using a lot, and it's really good. So I don't know if you've seen one of these. I don't know if anyone listening uses one of these or have seen them before. But essentially, it's kind of like, the bottom of, the, of a golf shoe, it's like all these spikes, like thousands of spikes, and you lie on it, kind of like a bed of nails. So I, I've been using it a lot, and I get a lot of energy from it. And I, you know, I'm like, that's great. So I come back from Space Out. I'm like, right, go to this house party. It's New Year. I need to get some energy up. So I do this mat, right? What I didn't realize was when you drink after doing this mat, it moves all the blood around your body. So I go to the house party, do a handful of beers. I literally did three whiskeys and I was completely wasted because I think it was, I'm pretty sure, just exhaustion from, from doing the whole day and that mat as well. And I was done and I didn't see the bells, mate. I was in bed for 11 o'clock. <laughs> wow, that's a good effort. Big question though, Mitch, big question. Yeah. Did you shat see yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever shat see yourself before drinking whiskey is my no. advice. To everyone, no, like that. or 2022. So yeah, there's there a go. there's a there's a new year's resolution you might actually stick to. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for our first episode of 2022, we thought we should take a wee look back before we look forward to the year ahead, and we've got a few topics today, Mitch, that we're going to bash on through. Um, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Well, we've not had this conversation. No, we haven't. We, we wanted no. to keep it a surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So what we're going to start off with is our top three whiskeys of 2021. Anything we might have tasted, bottles that we may have bought, things that we might have worked on, you know, anything, anything goes. So Mitch, what is your top three whiskeys of 2021, sir? So, yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to keep this to ones that are readily available, not the stupid ones that we sometimes drink that are unattainable and, and really expensive. Not that we can afford them, but we kindly get given some of those by the, the nice whiskey companies and ambassadors that we know. So I wanted to keep this sort of relatable, relatable to everyone so they could go out and actually um, try them in a bar or go and buy them. Um, I wanted to start with a stupid one, though. Uh, I'd like to call this an honorable mention. 
which mm-hmm. was Balvenie Rose 21-year-old, uh, which is the new Balvenie Rose, and I was lucky enough to try that up at the distillery. Um, you know me, Daz, I'm not a big fan of wine cask finishes, but I have to say this is, is the best wine cask finish I've ever tried. Uh, so it's finished in Australian Shiraz casks, just absolutely beautiful, uh, not readily available. So kind of going back on everything that I'm talking about, you can only get it at the distillery, some selected retailers, and it's going to skin you 300 quid as well. Um, so, But that's my honourable mention. That's not getting into my top three yet. So at number three for me is Glenelki 12, just straight off Glenelki 12-year-old. Um, no special release on this one, just the, the one you can buy at the supermarket, at the stores for £40, which you can't go wrong with. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to go up to Glenelki last year, do a tasting of a, a load of their whiskies, And I think, you know, Billy Walker is just absolutely crushing it right now, doing some amazing stuff. He seems to have the, the kind of touch of gold when it comes to distilleries. 12-year-old for me, you know, I just got this really nice butterscotch, like raisins coming through right at the finish. There was like this chocolatey note, uh, unchill filtered, 46%. And like I said already, 40 quid beautiful dram like amazing stuff so yeah that was my number three what about you for number three that's what what did you come in at so number three i'm actually going to stick with you on the on the red wine cask thing Mm. um and and that is typically more hit and miss i actually have all three of these whiskeys in front of me as well so if you don't mind i'll um have a wee pour uh sinclair series the rioca cask is absolutely delicious it was 36 pounds um, and it comes in at 46.3%. It's lovely. Uh, so Lejeg is peated Tobermory in effect. Um, so it's quite smoky, but it's got that lovely richness and that lovely sweetness that comes through with a little bit of spice there on the background. And I just felt for the price and the times that I've enjoyed it, usually out the back, we fire on and things like that. It, it's a whiskey I remember. It's a whiskey I thoroughly enjoyed and felt like it was unbelievable value for money. Number two for you, mate. Number two. What was number two for me? Well, I had this down. I went all the way down to Campbelltown for this one, actually, uh, in the shape of a bit of Glen Scotia Victoriana, which I think is possibly, I mean, it goes in my my top three, but also one of the best non-age statement whiskies I've ever tried. Uh, A bit of a complex beast. So it's one of the ones that I wouldn't say if you're starting your whiskey journey, go run out and buy a bottle. Uh, but at 54.2%, and I think it is around about £60, um, mm. again, you can't really go wrong with this one. And again, one, you know, one of the ones that really opened my uh, eyes a little bit more to Glen Scotia, which I, hadn't, I wasn't really that familiar with. Um, I love the complexity of this. There was, you know, this, this caramel characteristic on the nose with some burnt sugars, um, gentle smoke in the background like just a faint wisp of it again going back to that chocolatey sweetness i was getting from this like black currant jam on the palate mate and just mm. an insane amount of flavors and i know that we've chatted about this before and i actually went through all this glen scotia's just before christmas from that tasting pack that you gave me and the victoriana was still my favorite even over like the 25 i think it was a 25 21 that was in there um yeah. i'd still pick the victoriana over that well, this is uncanny. Um, I haven't picked a Victoriana, but I have picked Glen Scotia as my second. Um, couple of Glen Scotia fanboys here. Um, hey, it's like I said, I have, we're, get, we're getting in sync, you know what I mean? That's it's I all happening. Starting to look like each other, starting to drink the same things. <laughs> oh, my hair's going to fall out soon. I know it. it's coming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. So, um, Glen Scotia, the seasonal release, the 2021 seasonal release, I thought was absolutely delicious. I tried it in the Black Cat in Edinburgh, wee pub just behind the shop there on George Street. And it's great because it's got tons and tons of American oak influences. There's a hint of sherry in there, but it's 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 like recharred American oak, virgin oak, American oak. It's got loads and loads of big vanillas. These creme brulee notes that you've talked about, a little bit of fruit there as well, a bit of yellow fruit coming through. I thought was sensational. I guess what turned me on probably to Glen Scotia was the festival release from 2020, the port one that was a little bit peated, mm. was delicious. Um, and also the the red wine, the Bordeaux red wine one as well, the 10-year-old was was very good as well. But that seasonal release is an absolute standout whiskey for me from 2021, no doubt. That is so weird that we both picked the same brand. And just to let everyone know, we purposely didn't want to tell each other about what we'd selected for this. So that is a complete coincidence. And I must say, uh, again, good price point. It was 75 quid the seasonal release for a bottle. So it's not outrageous. Nice, mate. We're keeping to budget here on, on the podcast. It's good. We're, well, we're both quite tight, aren't we? Well, you are. Yeah, I am. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Number one, Daz. Go for it. Number one, let's hear it. Do you want it. me to go? Do you want yeah, me to go? I want you to go. Okay, okay, okay. I'm first every time. Um, so obviously I, I changed jobs um, sort of three quarters of the way through the year um, last year. And one of the final things I actually did was one of these Zoom events with uh, Davidoff and Dalmore. And what we were doing was uh, launching our distillery exclusive, the 2021. So it was a Dalmore, 14 years old, uh, cask strength. And the brilliant thing about this Dalmore is that it was matured exclusively in ex-bourbon casks. Okay, so it's all... It's what um, uh, one of the guys that works at Royal Mail Whiskies would call a naked Dalmore. And there are not many examples of those because there's so many influences from sherry casks, from wine casks and things like that. So the Dalmore 14, distillery exclusive, 55.2%, matured in beautiful ex-bourbon casks. And I find it absolutely delightful. And I'm glad I've still got some left. I sit and have a wee sip of this one and I really do sit back and enjoy it. More expensive, this one is about 250 quid. It was only available at Harrods and the distillery itself. Um, so that was my favorite whiskey in 2021. I remember doing that tasting when you guys launched it, <clears throat> when you were <laughs> up, in, uh, up in Edinburgh, trying to do it from the penthouse in Scotland when it was blowing a gale and no one could hear what you were saying. Wind, I don't know what happened, but the wind picked up just about an hour before the event. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, but that is a good dram though. I like that one. So for me, number one, and you know, I think this is kind of reflective of a brand that I really got into last year. Um, so number one, this for for this specific expression, but also I think for this brand of whiskey, um, because you probably know what it is after me saying this, Daz, because I harp on about it all the time. But it was a uh, Ben Reich smoke season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and I just think. Ben Rieck, what they're doing right now, you know, Rachel Barry's just knocking it out of the park. Um, just some beautiful liquid coming out of that distillery. Uh, so the smoke season is part of their kind of, I think it's part of the full range, but they've also got the, um, the, the, the there's, there's a floor maltings. Uh, what is it called? The malting season, I think it is. That that's come out now as well. So it's part of that. So smoke season is aged in all American wood, finished in virgin uh, American, uh, virgin oak, 
sounding start like a raging alcoholic here because this is a very another very high ABV sitting at 52.8%. Uh, but I love this because this is a nice, just a nice Highland smoke, which is what I like to call it. You know, it's more of that bonfire smoke as opposed to that yeah. sort of TCP medicinal that you may get from Isla. Uh, there's that nice vanilla sweetness coming through, obviously, from the American wood. And again, bargain, I think you can pick this up around about £60. So another another goodbye for anyone out there that's looking for a little bit of smoke in their life. Yeah, great lineup of whiskeys. Hey, that would be a it. nice back bar. I'd be happy with yeah. that. Yeah, a whole range of flavours. You've got the the smoky Lejeg. Um, You've got a wee bit of peat in there as well, but different areas of Scotland too. Interestingly, no Islies. Mm. And we did try some nice uh, Lagavulins last year. We tried the Jazz Festival bottlings and things like that. So um, yeah, that's good. Maybe maybe one for next year, eh? So let's move away from our favourite whiskies of last year. And let's talk about top episodes. What do you think, mate? What was, uh, what was your one? Okay. So 16 episodes we did last year, which is amazing, really, from April through to December. Um, a lot of listens. Um, and the most listened to episode was Brendan McCarran's episode, and, and that was a really don't good say one. that, mate. He's got a big enough head already. Come on, he's, he's like famous and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favorite episode, Joe, I really enjoyed the Lowlands episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was brilliant just to kind of dig a little deeper. And you actually forget how much is going on in the Lowlands, and we do skim over it sometimes, but when we listed out how many new distilleries there were, how many of them were in the lowlands um, and, and how many of them, of course, weren't there 10 years ago. Uh, there's obviously been a huge shift and, and it's great that, you know, that we got to sort of spin through a few of those, taste some nice whiskeys and learn a couple of wee bits and pieces as well. So I, I felt for me, that was episode probably enjoyed the most. I think for me, it was, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do two if I can be so bold. See, and, you're not very good at answering questions, are you? I, I know. You picked four whiskeys for your top three, basically. <laughs> and now you're picking two episodes for your favorite episodes. What can I say, mate? I'm greedy that way. Um, but I think for me, no, for me, it was the first one that we did together um, because that was us popping our podcast cherry and also mm -hmm. just spraffing about what we did back in the day, you know, and just talking about ambassador tales. And that yeah. is actually our most popular episode, by the way, not the Brendan one. So Brandon, if you're listening... Then you're not oh, number one. Did I get that wrong? Did I? You're number two, mate. You're number two. But anyway, mm. so yeah, that was my favorite one because you know, looking back on that, it's kind of funny to think about. We didn't, we knew what we we're doing, and we we were just starting this whole thing up, and we're like, right, let's just do this episode, uh, and you know, we kind of put a little bit of a an idea of what we we're going to do, but we just spraffed to the microphone, um, and then the next one I'd say would be the one that we just did, the Charlie McLean one, because we actually. Yeah got to do something in person you know 90 percent of what we're doing when we're recording these now are on zoom and recording them that way but to actually go along to charlie's place have a few have quite a few whiskeys it ended up mm. i mean that, that could have gone really kind of crazy if we'd stayed any longer with him but you know sitting down having dinner with him afterwards and all that kind of stuff that, that was really cool so yeah that's that's i've got two there mate and you know i think as well if i was gonna have a, have a third one <laughs> the one that i'm most proud that we did was the one on sustainability because you know that's like quite a big piece to do and we had to do a lot of research into that and there was a lot of moving parts in that one that was probably the one that we had to do the most amount of work for yeah and you 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 got good speakers on that as well yeah. the, the the two guests that we had in are absolute gurus in their field so yeah no that was that was a good episode actually and, and again 
thinking about what we get out of it. We learned a lot with that sustainability one as well. Um, but I'm going to stick to Lowlands because that was the question that I asked. <clears throat> <laughs> should have been top three, mate. Yeah, yeah, should, yeah, we should have done top three. We've only got 16, so all right. Should we move out of the virtual world and talk about our, our best whiskey experiences last year? I was thinking about this before we um, we did it, and it's kind of weird, right? You know, being within that sort of, we both semi-moved out of the corporate world now, and, you know, back in the day, it would have been pretty crazy answering these questions. It would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, that time when I flew over to Miami and did that tasting of the 40, 50, and 60-year-old or whatever it was, and now it's very much like, well, A, we haven't been able to to travel that much last year, uh, and and B, we're not doing that, that crazy stuff anymore. Um, but I, you know, mine were all based in Scotland, which was kind of cool. And two of them, well, one and a half of them was with you. Um, mm-hmm. so I say half because the, it was the, the Island Jura trip that you didn't make it on because you literally didn't make yeah, it onto yeah. the ferry. Uh, but going over to Island Jura with, with Craig was, was really cool. It was just a shame you didn't make that. Uh, but the one I did do with you that I thought was really cool was the, the Lewis trip with, with the, the Larkfire boys. And, you know, we had more Swedish whiskey girl over there. We had Teddy there. Um, I'm forgetting we had um, Rosalind from the Scotsman. Who else mm-hmm. had, did we have there? Obviously, James and, and, and Moff from, from Larkfire as well were over there. And Mark came over towards the end. But that was a fun trip, man. Such a cool place to, to go and see. We'd both never been there before. Yeah, so there's that's that's definitely right up there. Um, and that lark fire trip was class. My two memories of that uh, were being in the still house at the Harris Distillery when it was running its um, only its second run of peated malt through the distillery, and we walked into the still house, and immediately I was like, "Oh, this smells delicious," you know. And it, it, me and Moa were were talking about it, and you know, it had that lovely Christmassy sort of smoked meat kind of aroma going on in the still house. And it was really quite special. And the other bit of that trip was the uh, tasting that we did in the pub for charity mm-hmm. uh, in the evening. And we did, um, I did a Dalmore Portwood um, Gemma, did, uh, Balvenie um, Caribbean cask, and Teddy did at the Highland Park. And it was a 19 year old. Yeah. Yeah. The dark was at the dark, wasn't it? It was delicious. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, that was good. It was, it was so good just doing a tasting again, even though I that wasn't was first, tasting anything. I was, I was emceeing it all, which was nice, introducing all you Yeah, that was, the, that was the first real-life tasting in, in over a year. So, no, I really appreciated that. That was, that was super, super cool. Um, and the other one was uh, I actually took a little spin-up to Speyside with Todd Bradbury, and um, a couple of guests from America had flown over, and we tasted um, some whiskeys in the Station Hotel. And it was... Um, a couple of a couple of really special whiskies, one from Royal Ochnagar and one from Nokando. And oh my god, these things were unbelievable. I mean, they were just sensational whiskies. Uh 35, 40 year olds, you know, one-offs, uh, which is why I didn't put them in my top three whiskies, because it's irrelevant almost, you know, and very few people will actually get a chance to try those. All right. That's cool, mate. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking forward to this year, hopefully getting some more whiskey trips down because we should in theory be able to to travel again um a little bit more. We, so we we did say that though we, we were gonna do as part of our New Year's resolutions, we we're gonna make sure that we did a at least Campbelltown Isla or Speyside together. Yes. You know, well, at we, least we, we're, we're, we're at least gonna do one, right? Hopefully we do two and maybe do three trips. Yeah. That's the plan, people. So not another whiskey podcast on tour coming your way in 2022 
for sure. Let's talk about whiskey branded, mate. What was your standout whiskey brand? And that can be bottle design, adverts, kind of whatever you want. What was that for, for last year? I kind of struggled with this one a little bit. <laughs> really? I was going to really think. Um, I, I For me, it was straight. I, I knew what it was straight away. Go for it. Yeah, woven. Ah, yeah. I just put down woven straight away. I mean, you know, the guys were on the podcast here. Um, new brand, just fresh take on whiskey, both bottle descriptions, the way they're putting the whiskey together. And then to top it all off, when I saw their window display in Royal Mile Whiskies, I was like, yeah, yeah. that's fucking money. That's that's really cool what they've done there. Well, well done, Woven Boys. Duncan, Pete, Nick, good job. Top job. Good nudge um, on that one, Mitch. I would say Fable. I have to, don't I? Um, mm, you do. For similar reasons. Um, very different, you know, products that look beautiful, that stand out on a shelf, you know, that get you excited about whiskey and uh, all the compliments and, and the comments that we've had on Fable have been um, fabulous. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of people that hadn't tried the whiskeys still pass a comment on the bottles and go, they're super cool. We really love them. You know, can we get prints of those labels and things like that? So, yeah, yeah I'll go with Fable and I support fully your um, your uh, judgment there on Woven because, yeah, the guy's done a brilliant job as well. No, that is a good shout on Fable, though. I mean, I love that, the whole storytelling part of it and, and the way everything's put together. And the truth shall set you free. There you go. That's what I think of that. There we go. Very good. Okay. Um, so on that, then, ones to watch for 2022 based on great whiskey, great branding, uh, brilliant distilleries to visit and things like that. Who, who are your eyes on for 2022? Pick one. Pick one brand. Mm -hmm. uh, mate, I don't know. I mean, I'm quite excited with a bit of what's going If I can go outside of Scotland, um, I'm a bit excited about what's happening within World Whiskies. The likes of, it just freshened my mind right there from Rampur, chatting to them and seeing what they're up to, which little sneak peek for you guys. We are going to do the next episode on Indian whiskey, so we're going to have a dig into that. Um, so I think there's a lot of exciting stuff going on there. I'd say Scotland, um, Knocknean. I'm interested to see what they come mm. up with next, their whole sustainability line. Um, I think the liquid is really good there. I mean, there's so many new distilleries that are coming out right now that are going to produce new juice this year. We've got Lag coming out. Uh, they're going to be legal. Uh, we've got um, the other distillery that just flew into my mind that just flew out again, which Not is clear. another one that's... Lockley, yeah, yeah, with with obviously um, John Campbell going down there, managing that. Mm. That's going to be really interesting. So I think, I don't know, I, I think it's the small guys is, is is what I'm kind of excited to see and more from what they're just going to produce and what how that's all going to look when all these new distilleries come online, which I think we've got about three or four coming online this year. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Deanston. I love their whiskey. Um, I love what they've done with the Virgin Oak. Um, so if they do another two or three releases over the next 12 to 18 months, I'd be really excited to see what they produce. I think that whole portfolio is going to be really inter interesting with, with Brendan and, and what he's going to do, you know, to push everything. You're talking Deanston, Bruna Haven, and Tobamori. Um, I, I think that's going to be fun, fun times to see. And, and not just liquid wise as well. I know they're putting a lot of money into the whole visitor experience there and, um, that'd be great great to see all that 
looking back then on 2021, so we've talked a little bit about whiskies we've enjoyed, a little bit about branding and stuff like that. There were a few massive headlines in 2021, big news things. Um, what do you think was the biggest thing that shook the timbers <laughs> of the whiskey industry here in the UK and around the world? What, do you, what, what stands out for you? What's, what's stuck in your mind? I mean, there was two things, really. Um, the, the first thing is that, that shocked, I think, both of us with the whiskey exchange getting sold to Pernod. I don't think anyone ever saw that coming. That was a big one. Um, and I think people were kind of like, whoa, what's happening here? You know, how did that even come about? And, and you know, we've met Sikinder over the years. We've been to all the whiskey shows and things like that. And uh, you don't think of the whiskey exchange without thinking of Sikinder and Billy and Dawn and things like that. And, and they may never move on. They may stay there in different capacities as time moves on and things. But for it now to be owned by a, a big company like Perno is... Um, yeah, didn't see it coming. I'm still kind of confused about that. Still don't really know what's going on there. But anyway, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, but the other one was the one of one auction, which we covered off. And, you know, that was just, that made me happy more than like being big news because that's unusual. that was that was a really that's good unusual. story. <laughs> yeah, it's unusual. Man. Yeah, thank you. Call me a grumpy <laughs> bastard. Um, I thought that was really cool because, you know, you're talking raising three million pounds for charities around Scotland. That, that was obviously amazing in itself. And that's the big headline from that. But the other thing is it, it was the fact that all these Scottish distilleries and Scottish companies work together for that cause. And we always talk about distilleries in Scotland having that community and, you know, they, we, everyone drinks everyone's whiskey and, and talks about everyone's whiskey in a positive way. And I think that was a great example of that. Okay. Talking about not talking about whiskey in such a positive way, I think um, Jim Murray and the Whiskey Bible uh, sensation uh, was was a remarkable thing to witness. Um, you know, Becky had obviously called it out, um, supported by many from across the industry um, about how, how, we, how we change this kind of old school, you know, approach to whiskey, you know, we all have a place at the table here. We're all involved in it. We all make it. We all work on it. Um, and and things need to be equal. It's, just, it's pretty much as simple as that. And they should be. And that was a that was a big talking point, wasn't it? That that's something that actually reared its head just a few weeks ago again as well. Yeah, and you know, I'd say that reared its ugly head by an ugly newspaper and brought out some ugly people that wanted to talk about it. And you know, the timing of it, this guy hasn't talked about. He hasn't addressed this issue at all until his new fucking Bible comes out. I mean, what a load of shite that was. Other big, big news from, from 2021 is that uh, Mr. Blair Bowman didn't leave the house. Why didn't he leave the house, man? Yeah, because he didn't want to lose his sense of smell. Oh, baby. Yep. What's going on in 2021? And a ton of stuff to look forward to, mate, in 2022. And we kind of talked about it briefly at the start, but Mitch, mm -hmm. rattle off what we are doing in 2022 with Not Another Whiskey Podcast, bro. Well, I mean, we're talking 50 episodes, as we said at the start. Uh, we've pretty That's much we planned, we've planned them all out. We, we know what yep. we're going to do. I mean, that plan, knowing us, mate, it's going to change, but we've got a kind of semi-roadmap as, as, as to what we're going to do for the entire year. We do know we're going to be pumping out one a, one a week. That is the goal. Um, yeah, and going on tour taking it on tour, taking it live. We're toying with the idea of doing virtual 
uh, tastings as well. So actually, you guys could have the opportunity to taste the whiskies we're going to be talking about on the podcast, uh, which should be a cool thing and, and bring it out. But before we head off as well, Daz, let's talk about our super fans, the people who are constantly at us on social media, commenting on the episodes and giving us some great feedback. For you, who is it? Yeah, very easy. This one, I think for me, um, Colin Mayers uh, regularly checks in. Um, he's always commenting on posts. He's based out in New Zealand as well, which is brilliant that he's finding the time just to sort of tune in when it, when he's ready, when he's got time. Um, and I liked his point the other day about New Zealand uh, writing a whiskey book as well. He, he reckons there's not been really a substantial piece of literature written on New Zealand whiskies probably for about 30 or 40 years since the 80s. So um, let's get him on the uh, get him on the show, mate. Maybe we'll do a no, little my, I, I think New Zealand's in there or New Zealand or Australia are in there for one of the episodes. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to get Colin on just to chat about New Zealand whiskies. That'd be that'd be amazing. So, uh, mate, thanks so much for all your comments and thanks for engaging with uh, what's happening on the podcast. It's uh, it's brilliant, mate. And keep uh, keep the recommendations coming as well. Absolutely. And that goes to everyone listening as well. You know, we want to hear from you guys. So if you are on Instagram, follow us, not another whiskey podcast. We've got a, a a website, we've got all that. It's really easy to get in contact with us if you want to mention anything or uh, put any ideas to us. I think for me, another honourable mention, if I can, is Chris Williams. He's, Chris yeah. Williams is, is always mentioning uh, us on comments and everything as well and, and you know putting forward ideas for what he'd want to see us do. So we love all that kind of stuff. So thank you very much, Chris. And thank you very much to all you guys for listening to our wee podcast last year. Uh, great to have you on board. Let's uh, Let's wrap this one up, mate. Next week, we're going to head over to Jura and we're going to catch up with my old mate, Mark Bruce, and hear about what's happening on the Jura distillery. Um, there's 212 people live on Jura. Um, so during a pandemic, during lockdown, Christmas and New Year, um, you know, let's hear how it was for, for Mark. He's originally from Australia, lived in London after that, and then moved up to the Isle of Jura. So yeah, he'll, uh, he'll have some nice stories for us. And I'm certain he'll have a few decent whiskeys for us to taste as well. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to tap out. Uh, we look forward to seeing all you guys, hopefully in the flesh at some point. Take care and slender boom boom. Slender boom boom.